Wow, 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 wow. Ah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. I'm in Joshua. You could join me if you like. Joshua chapter 11. We're going to pray. Uh, as I've said, if you, if you missed my announcements, my dad is doing much better uh, at the surprise to everybody. Hallelujah. I like when God surprises people. <laughs> and I like it when the doctors are wrong. I mean, let me be careful how I say that. Wrong when they think they, when they don't know about God or miss God's part of that. I don't know how to say that the way it comes out because I don't want my doctor to be wrong, but thank you. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm babbling now. All right, let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your word. God, I'm asking you to open, uh, reveal, to share with us, to teach us from this. God, challenge us. I know you've been challenging me, and I just pray that you would challenge us and, and, and help us to grow and learn. In Jesus' name, amen. Joshua chapter 11, verse 23. Um, we have, remember, this is at the, you, Joshua has, uh, they're in the, they've been taking the promised land, actually in Joshua chapter 11, 23, says that Joshua took the whole land according to all that the Lord had said to Moses. And Joshua gave it for an inheritance unto Israel, according to the divisions by their tribes, and the land rested from war. So in Joshua chapter 11, verse 23, God had made, remember, God had made promises to Moses. God had said, this is the land. You're going to go get it. This is going to be your land. Um, we know, right, the spies go in. They look at it, and they're like, there's no way we can do this. We can't do this. It's too much. <laughs> it's good to see you, both of you. Hallelujah. Uh, and, and they come in. And so now we're coming into this story where Joshua, remember Joshua become, they said, let's go get it. We can take this. Joshua and Caleb said, we can do this. Let's go. All the other spies said, no, they wandered around for a long time in the middle of nowhere, going around in circles. And finally they go across, they go to Jericho, great victory. And now we find them having conquered all the land that Moses said that God told Moses they should take. They had finally conquered everything they were supposed to take or everything that God had spoke to Moses to take and the land rested. They had finally accomplished the thing that they, that they set out to do when they left Egypt. They were there. They were resting from war. They were in a great victory. It was done. Whew, we're all done. <sighs> all right. Turn with me then to chapter 13, Joshua. So the land is resting from war. They've got their place. Life is good. They have their, their stuff. And now Joshua says, I love this. It says, Joshua was old and stricken in years. It says, Joshua was an old man. And it said, and there, and then the Lord said to him, you are old and stricken in years. How do you, how'd you like that voice? God, booming voice of God speaks to you and say, hey, you are an old man. <laughs> okay, God. <laughs> uh, thanks for that. It says you are old and stricken in years. And there remains yet very much land to be possessed. See, God had spoken to Moses. He had given him an area, said, go take it for the people. Here we have Joshua now. He is at the end of his life. God speaks to him and says, hey, there's still more to do. 
There's still more to do. There's still more for you to go get. There's still more out there. Still more for you. And a lot of land that has not yet been possessed. And if you go down uh, about verse 6 or something, as you go down through there, it says that, well, God begins to describe which areas that he wants him to go get. Now, uh, how would you like it? You ever think about that? God waits until he was really old and then begins to, to say, okay, that's great. Now let's do some more. You got more to conquer. There's more land. And he begins to tell him what it is. Joshua then begins to spread just begins to spread it out, give it out to the people and say, this is yours and this is yours and this is yours and this is yours and you've got some more and there's more land and there's more to go fight for and there's more to go conquer and there you go, okay? Now, this is interesting to me, one, because uh, there's this time where they come to this place and they think they're done. They think they've got it. They think they're finished. They think they've done what they're supposed to do. They think, hey, woo, we've accomplished it. And God comes along and says, hey, when did I quit? When did I say stop going forth? When did I say stop conquering? When did I say stop going and building and growing and taking? When did I say stop? I said, there's still a lot left to do. Go get it. Go do on it. All right. Turn with me to John chapter 19. And that's Matthew, Mark, Luke, John chapter 19. Oh boy. Thank you, Jesus. John chapter 19, verse 30. This is the Jesus crucifixion. Uh, Verse 30, they had just handed him the vinegar. Jesus in verse 30, when he received the vinegar, he said, it is finished. And he bowed his head and he gave up the ghost. Jesus said, it is finished finished. And he bowed his head and he passed away. Those words, it is finished, are three of the largest, most powerful, most incredible words that you and I could ever understand. And we could spend weeks and weeks and weeks just trying to grasp everything that was done in that moment when Jesus said the prophecies are fulfilled, the answer is given, the redeemed has, the the, the redemption has been bought, it has been paid for. He said it is finished. He was literally saying, Saying, salvation for man, the redemption of man, everything, everything was completed in Christ at that moment. It is finished. With my salvation was bought and paid for in complete, total, 100% bought and paid for at that moment. My redemption was paid for. The debt I had not even earned yet was already purchased for me. It is finished. I don't have to. uh, I've shared before when we talked about all religions in the world. Every religion has a system to appease God. Two two types of religion. If I know I repeat myself, forgive me. Deal with it. God love me. All religions are there. Two two can be separated into two categories. All religions and and what separates Christianity from every other Christianity are these three words. It is finished. Because here's the difference between them. Every religion, and I don't care what it is. Well, aren't they all the same? Well, pretty much, except Christianity. 
They're pretty much all the same because every one of them has a system to appease God and their systems are different. These guys, you got to pray three times a day. These times, guys, you got to do more good than bad. These things, you got to go confess to the priest. And I'm not picking on them. Not picking on them. I'm just saying they have a system that is in place to appease God. You have to do these things to appease God. The Jehovah's Witnesses are out there knocking on doors. I'm not belittling them. They're trying to appease God and work their way into heaven. Ask them. They'll tell you. This is not a secret. They're trying to get into heaven. They're knocking on your doors. They're trying to appease God. The Mormons have repentant underwear that they wear under their clothing. Why do they do it? They're trying to appease God. It's a system of appeasing God. And Christianity does not have a system of appeasing God. In Christianity, Christ appeased God. Christ did it all. It is done. It is finished. (laughs) He's done it. It's a done deal. It's all taken care of. Everything is finished. I don't, I don't, I don't try to get my way clean. I don't try to make my way better. I, I, in, in, as far as salvation is concerned, I don't have anything to do. It's finished. The work is completed in him, in the blood of Christ, which does it all. It is finished. He has appeased himself and the work is done. Turn me to Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3. So God, my salvation is secure. My my life is true. So in Philippians chapter 3 and verse 7, we have a script, some things that Jesus begins to teach, which are incredibly, or, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Paul begins to teach. Philippians chapter 3, verse 7. But what things were gained to me, those I counted for the loss of Christ. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, in whom I have suffered the loss of all things. And I do count them as that, but dung that I may win Christ. And be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith, that you may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, being made conformable in his death, if by any means I might obtain into the resurrection of the dead. I may have got my wrong notes. It's all right. Oh, no, I didn't. Keep going. I stopped too soon. If by any means I might attain to the resurrection, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after that I may be apprehended that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before me. And he said, not as though I'm already obtained, Either were already perfect, but I follow after if that I may ap- be apprehended of that which I am apprehended of Christ. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. Now, this is an interesting statement from Paul. It's interesting because Paul teaches that we have been redeemed by God at, and that God's blood washes us and we are clean at that moment and we can't do anything else to make ourselves any cleaner. You can't get any cleaner 
Once the blood of Christ has washed you and cast all your sins away, then you can't get any cleaner. You understand? You can't do anything to get clean. You can't do anything to get more pure, more holy before God. There's nothing you can do to make yourself more clean than the moment the blood of Christ has redeemed you. You stand before God pure and clean. So Paul is talking about something else. He's talking about something else. He said, I know it has been finished. My work, my salvation is done, but I am not done. My place in heaven is assured, but I am not done. There's more for me to do. That's what he was saying. There's more for me to do, and I'm going to push on. I'm going to press on. I'm going to keep going until I have accomplished everything, and I've done and done, and I've met every goal that God has laid for me. When I've done everything he's called me to do. In 2 Timothy uh, chapter 4, let's turn there. 2 Timothy chapter 4. 2 Timothy, chapter 4, verse 7. 2 Timothy 4, verse 7. Paul, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. This is at the end of Paul's life, and he declared, I did it. I finished it. I'm done. In the other scripture we looked at, Paul was looking at his life. His life wasn't over, and he said, there's still more for me to do. This morning, I want to tell you something. I, I, maybe, it seems a, maybe it seems dry to you, but I am challenged to my core because I want to do everything that God has laid for me to do. God took me, cleansed me, and did it all in, an, in a moment. Did it back there when he said it was finished and he died on that cross, and when he was resurrected, for three, he did it all for me. And the life that I live right now and the work that I do have nothing to do with gaining anything for me. I have already gotten the entire package when I accepted Christ. I got the entire package. <laughs> Heaven, eternal life, never, I got all of the package. And Paul, when remember, he began to read where he said, my life I have counted as a loss that I might gain. Now, he wasn't talking about his salvation. He wasn't talking about salvation. He was talking about the things that God had for him to do. He was talking about the work that was laid in front of him. Remember that? For me to die is Christ and to live is good for you, right? If I live, it's good for you. And if I die, that's good for me, <laughs> If I die, I'm done. If I live, I'm here to serve. We have a message. We have a purpose. Everything was done. God fulfilled all of the promises. We are not trying to get saved. We're not trying to get God to, to accept us. We're not trying to get God 
to, to forgive us. We are not trying to get God to wash our sins away. We are not trying to do that. God does that through Christ in an instant. What we are trying to do is be useful to the king and let God build and change and shape and make us into instruments used for his glory. My life isn't about me. My life isn't about what I get or what I can gain or what I can grow. My life isn't about that. Well, shouldn't be. <laughs> Our life as a Christian is about doing, building, going, fighting. And it's a God saying, man, good job. You've accomplished a lot. Guess what? There's more for you to do. There's more for you to do. This last week on my, my dad's deathbed, he picks up the phone and he begins to speak and he begins to share with a, a young man. I don't want to go into the story, incarcerated young man. And he was com communicating with this young man on the thing. And he's sharing, he's on his deathbed. And, and we just had a conversation a few moments ago. He said, well, you know, if I die, it's good for me. He quoted the scriptures there. And he's talking to this man who, of course, wanted to talk to dad. And he's just talking and I heard him say something I told you I wrote it down he said God created man out of the dirt took the dirt created man he had to first create the dirt and then he created man he said I want to tell you regardless of the dirt that your life looks like God can still make a productive man out of the dirt that you're in he said you're in the dirt but God can make a productive life out of the dirt that you're in. Out of the mess that your life looks like. Out of the dirt that is around you, God can still make a productive individual. Because that's what he did at the beginning. He took dirt and he made a productive individual. God can still do it with us. God's work is ready and grow. God wants to use you. God wants to build you. God wants to create with you. God wants to do something. And you are not done if you're breathing. Pastor Dale, when am I going to be done? Well, when they hang you, oh, I mean, I don't know that they're going to do that. I did not prophesy that. I don't know. Some of us might get our head chopped off. I have no idea. Guess what? If it is, it's good for you and you're done. If it's not, there's more for you to do. There's more for us to give. There's more for us to be a part of. There's still a work going on. There are still souls that need to be reached. There are still people that need to be helped. There are still things going on. There's still stuff going on. And although it was done when Christ said it was finished, our salvation was won, there is still a work to be done. There's still a work to be done. Philippians chapter 1 verse 6. I'm almost done. How am I doing on time? I'm doing all right. Philippians chapter 1. I like it when I answer myself. You guys are too slow. You want to answer me? You got to speak quick. Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. Being confident of this very good thing, that he which begun a work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Be confident of this one thing. He that began a good work 
will perform it until the end, until the day of Jesus Christ. And then in Exodus chapter 23 and 27 through 30, the Bible talking about the children of Israel going out. He said, I'm going to drive the enemies out in front of you. He said, but I'm going to drive them little by little. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm not going to take them all out in one year. I'm going to take them out little by little. Cause if I sent all the enemies out at all at once, he said, you wouldn't be able, you wouldn't be able to even possess the land because you're not even big enough to handle it. God's work in us was completed 2,000 years ago. Our work is not complete. Our work is not complete. And, and, and I don't understand why God does things the way he does. I don't understand why God puts the struggles in front of us that he wants us to conquer. We know that. We know he wants us to conquer it. I don't know why God does all of that. I don't know why God does all the things he's doing, but I'm telling you, your life and what's going on in it has purpose, has meaning. It was bought. It was purchased. God has a plan, and there's stuff for you to do, and there's more for you to do, and more places, more things, more for you to accomplish. Well, Pastor Dale, I'm old and retired. Well, good. You got more time. I love, I love that to Joshua. You are an old man, Joshua. And there's still a lot of land that needs to be possessed. You're an old man and there's more to do. Paul said this one thing I do. I've not obtained. Why had Paul not obtained? Why had Paul not obtained? We know he was, we know that God had, we know he had God. We know he was redeemed. We know he was saved. We know his, his, his salvation was assured. Why had he had not obtained? He had not obtained because there was still more for him to do. Same thing. That's why I've not yet obtained because there's more for me to do. This morning, I just want to tell you something from my heart, from my heart. The last few months, you know, have been pretty difficult for my family. Been through a lot of stuff. But my heart is not challenged. In my, my dedication to serving God, to building this church, to working for this church, to seeing God move forward is not diminished in any way. I want to do everything God called me to do. I want to do every bit of it. I want to complete every bit of it. I want to build everything God wants us to build. And every mistake we've made in the past, every dirt mess we've made, whoo, God can use dirt. Amen. Yeah, some of us should amen even louder, huh? God can use dirt. God will build. There's more for us to do. There's more work. There's more stuff. And it's all good. It's all good. All right, let's pray. Father God, I... I, I just, I, I'm, I'm so excited. I'm challenged in my heart. I'm challenged in my heart because I want, I want to press on. I want to push on. I want to do, there's more work. There's more things that I should be doing. Not to earn salvation, not to earn your recognition, not to earn a place, not because I'm trying to gain some kind of per, a position in you. None of that. It's because there's work to do. There yet remains much land to possess right here. There's still much land to possess. And I ask you to challenge us, to challenge us to press on, to push on. And God, we will all face that day when my work is done. But God, as of today, it's still time to work. 
In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. In, the, in December, when we laid my mom down, listen, if my mama don't go to heaven, there is no heaven. Okay? That woman got, she accepted Christ as a child and she never turned away. Ever. Her entire life. Got my dad saved and a few others on the way. When she laid down and we were beside her gravesite, my dad said, okay, I'm going to talk. And he shared those words. She's run a course. She finished her race. And until you say those words over my casket, I want to be busy doing the work of our Savior and our King. I want to be busy pushing on and pressing on and doing and running this race. Oh, I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to make some failings. I'm going to fall a few times. I'm going to stumble a few times. I'm going to do some things that aren't right, but I'm going to press on until I get to that end because there's more work to be done. And I'm challenged by that. All right, God bless you. Have a great day. There's a Constitution class. If you're interested, it's going to be over in the other building. Really good, 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 good stuff. Um, bless you. Thank you for coming. Uh, men's meeting tonight, 6 o'clock. Guys, come on down. Let's have fellowship together. Let's, it's going to be a good time. 6 o'clock men's meeting. Um, right back here. Do it again. All right. God bless you. I'm done. I'm not done. I'm just. I think I pretty much said I'm not done. <laughs> <laughs>